What's up, you guys? East Square at the podcast here, and as always, I'm with my man, flaxing, waxing, always stay packing, always eating cracklings because he is Jewish. Uh, <laughs> okay, that was a nice switch. I have converted, folks. Yeah, you know I'm saying I'm no longer a Muslim. I am. Uh, I'm not about to say the word because that's actually offensive. But you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Andre Jackson here. We about to skip everything he said because it's always garbage. But we have a new, you know, what I'm saying new topic today. Very important to me. You know, what I'm saying Jay, would you like to introduce it? Because we do got our homegirl Jay here. You know what she be doing? Tell him what you be doing. I be acting. <laughs> okay. Hey. Tell us what today's episode is about, Jay. Astroworld. And not the amusement park. Not the amusement park. The fire. The mm-hmm. fire. The project. Not of... Earth as in this world, but Astroworld. We in another zone. <laughs> in, in another zone. zone. Yes, we are back with another album review. This is going to be our second album review. We uh, gave you guys Scorpion like a mo- Scorpion like a month ago. That was a month ago. Yeah, I wasn't know, that? It was like, I, yeah, probably July, huh? Probably yeah, like July, yes, mm-hmm. a couple weeks back. And now we're back with Astro World. And now, man, first question. Let's just ask this out the gate for all my Travis Scott fans. Was it even worth the wait? Absolutely. Yes. 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 yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just had to get that out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so by y'all a reaction, like y'all are very pleased with Astro World. Yeah. I, I was too, man. I, I love Astro World. Everything from you know, really the the production. Man, son. Okay, the first song on uh Astro was Stargazing. Stargazing. That gave me like a very like good opener vibe. Mm-hmm. But when I and Carousel was was the second. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Frank Ocean. With Frank Ocean, and that was nice. But when it got to Sicko mode, man. Yeah, let's not get ahead of. Okay. Then okay, if we're not gonna get ahead of ourselves, well, what's y'all favorite aspect of the album? Uh, well, obviously Travis Scott, you're a Travis Scott fan. Production was top notch, bro. Yeah, it was actually so good that I've seen people actually trying to say it was a bad thing because you know some people are so accustomed to just the same old eight oh eight simple track. You know what I'm saying that loops itself and repeats three or four times before it's ended. Travis Scott, even when we just brought up single mode. All I'm gonna say is that it had a nice beat switch. A couple yeah. of these songs have nice beat switches. You know what I'm saying the production is very crisp on here. Jay, oh the theme. The theme. I mean, oh, of yeah. course, you would uh, like, of course, surface level. It's the Astral World theme park type of, of of feel. But he kept you in that almost like you know alternate universe type thing. I'm in this dream almost. Yes. Like everything around me is like pulsating. I'm on drugs right now. <laughs> it's just everything was like you was high the whole time. You and, know. And being That's a true. Travis Scott fan, I, I really uh, not to jump all the way to other questions but being a Travis Scott fan I, I miss that I really miss that I mean he he gave it kind of in his last house but I really miss that feeling that trippy feeling she was mm-hmm. just talking about because being even being a Travis Scott fan from the beginning you realize like some of his earlier tapes gave you that and, and this gave it uh gave me like the same feeling too bro. yeah days before rodeo that was an album that did that very well like stuff like skyfall yes. that that's a very trippy song and i feel like he kind of solidified it a bit in rodeo but it, that was more of like a commercial debut release you know what i'm saying that was yeah. his debut album but this one personifies that perfectly mm-hmm. in my opinion you really felt like you was like jay said an alternate reality kind of just just trippy universe type thing just listening <laughs> to what travis was saying what did you like the most I of course I mean Travis Scott fan so I'm production but uh as for as far as production if, if I wanted to go like deep into it my favorite part of the production is that I feel like 
you know, I know with this album, he really wanted to take that Houston sound and spread it to the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it's been a while since we've been hearing that, you mm-hmm. know, or, it, or, or, or we've been hearing it, but just other artists have been taking credit for it. And he's really, and he really did that. He really did that. I love, you know, uh, the true. chop and screw uh, type things, yeah. RP oh, screws. Yeah, too deep. deep yeah. yeah. And then, don't stop, pop, pop that, that pussy. pussy yeah, like, I just love the homages that he made. And even, bro, the cover art of the album. Shout out to David LaChapelle, man, because that shit was fire. Oh, that's the artist who did the uh, Yeah. Okay. He did both covers, and, like, both of them were amazing. Both of them were, like, just amazing. I Actually, before we even get to the next question, I would like to just ask y'all real quick, pick y'all brain. How did y'all feel about the uh, transgender model? Who claimed that she uh, was removed from the original cover because of transphobia or something? Oh, Miss Amanda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, since we was just talking about that, real quick. yeah. Uh, very quickly, I don't want to we we this that because that type of topic. But very quickly, I want to say that it is a, it was a very unfortunate situation where she wasn't able to be a part of that necessary project. But she is very well known, and um, she you know she's very accredited in her modeling. And things of that nature. And I do wish that things could have happened differently. I really wish creatively they could have worked her in, you know, or, you know, harder, tried a little harder, if not, you know, if they didn't. Um, But, you know, I do appreciate Travis putting out his apology. I know some people are just like, he only put the apology out because it was, you know, hurting his money or because it was hurting his look and his image. Well, I have to have proof of it hurting his money first I, I before I could say that he put it out just for that reason. Now, I he could have just said it just... Most of his fans wouldn't yeah. even have been upset about that. Like, I yeah. don't think that's the demographic of people who buy his music. Yeah, so but I, I mean, I do understand, you know, people do put out apologies once they realize that, you know, it's kind of hurting their name in some way. But people also have to understand that people apologize once they make mistakes. That is true, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's not I always... didn't know that it was an issue until I was made aware of it, so now I'm going to apologize. We we are living in a we are living we are living in a society where we aren't really able to be wrong anymore. Uh, so that that is true. Any mistake you made is going to be known yeah. forever yeah. across the world, repeatedly over and over. It again. wasn't a mistake. It was a conscious decision. That's what it is. It's how it's going to be looked at <laughs> because people, celebrities are perfect. They're deemed perfect, so well, he has to keep that light. Well, all I have to say is um, he did come out with an apology, and him and both David and Chappelle did make the executive move because they said that she was blocking the statue, the Astroworld statue that you see in the cover, which it does make sense. And then that's when people pose the question, why didn't they just move her? Uh, why mm-hmm. didn't say If she was blocking away the statue, why couldn't they just move her somewhere else? I mean... You got a no placement, people. You got no placement. You got no blocking and stuff like she that. Is a tall, she is a tall woman, so even if you were to move her here exactly. to the left, that would have made the right all off. You know, so it wasn't so. It could have been many different things. But like I said, I just wish it could have been a different outcome where everybody could have been a part of that project, but unfortunately not. But she will be in the booklet that him, uh, that Travis Scott and David LaChapelle yeah, are reading. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. That's uh, yeah, good. I didn't know that. Graphic art, yeah. So she's still a part of the album. That's so a nice consolation for us. Not, but yeah. You will see, girl. <laughs> but uh, did you want to jump into this next question? This mm-hmm. next question was powerful. Uh, where does this album rank amongst previous albums? A previous Travis Scott album. Yeah, previous Travis Scott would album. Would you like me to give my answer first or would you like to? I, I mean, I'll give mine first. Okay. Okay, my, for me personally, I would have to say 
this comes second to only days before rodeo for me because so, that, you, so hold on so you feel this is better than rodeo this is better than okay, rodeo okay okay this is because okay. and that's why I wanted to hear this your, be a good that's why episode. I wanted to hear your opinion like you was like trying to tell me before the show I was like no let's wait till the episode cause like I, <laughs> you trying to be a wild card or something alright <laughs> no, like, please please I'm explain you, this to me bro okay. Like I was saying earlier, when I hear Days Before Rodeo, like that, that, that trippy vibe, that very like different like production, it, it's not only 808s, it's very like... It's very haunting. hallucinogenic. Yes, right. yes, hallucinogenic. And so like I really love that. And like I feel like when it comes to that and mastering that song, he only comes second to Days Before Rodeo. And like I was thinking about Rodeo being second and then putting Astro World third, but really the only thing in Rodeo that keeps me... From putting it like like that would have me put it above Astroworld is nano two one oh. Cause like that song was like amazing. It, it's perfect. Yeah, and I feel like Travis Scott has never made a nano two one oh ever since nano two one oh. He he tried which stopped trying to be God and he got pretty close, but I won't say that that's better than nano two one oh. No, it's not. I actually uh after we we talked about it when Jay brought it up with the whole trippy feel. I can understand now once she said that what you're saying now. Yeah. About how days before rodeo and Astroworld are sonically closer together. They induce the same kind of feeling. For me personally, it's uh, rodeo days before rodeo didn't ask wow. okay for me personally just production wise impact and just even i'll say to an extent lyrically travis has never rapped yeah. better than he rapped yeah. better on rodeo, rodeo exactly. and i just felt like uh he had a perfect combination of the trippy hallucinogenic feel kind of which i talk about combined with just straight trap music like he <laughs> he showed with that album that he makes it better than anybody else, at least sonically, like production wise. So some other people may be more catchy, they realer, you know what I'm saying? They've been in more stuff than Travis has been through, but just music wise, nobody makes trap music better than uh Travis Scott does. And he proved that with Rodeo. That's why that's my favorite album from him. But uh Days Before Rodeo and Afterworld are both great projects. And uh, Birds in the Trap Seeming Night That's obviously gonna be After our uh, yeah, yo, You know yeah. what I'm saying That was just It's not bad It's just nowhere as near As, as good as it should have been Especially from somebody like Travis yeah, And I feel like Birds in the Trap uh, Was a very commercial tape yes. I feel like uh, A lot of people say Like even though Rodeo Was his breaking Into the commercial world Cause he got some Grammy nods from it But uh, I feel like Birds in the Trap was more commercial. Like, uh, they had like a few songs, like in the ends, that kind of experimented more heavily than the other songs. And I feel like a lot of that was carried by just the the features on those songs. Like, the ends is dope because Andre 3000 is on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kid Cudi is on Way Back and on uh, Through the Late Night. James Hart. Yeah, exactly. Both them songs is dope, but I really feel like it's because of contributions by other people that make it dope. Goosebumps. I mean, what would it Goosebumps have blown up like it was if Kendrick Lamar had did that little falsetto yeah. show? You know <laughs> Put that pussy on that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Put that pussy on that. No, no, that's copyright. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't say too much. We gonna have to pay for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel you on uh, why you put Rodeo at, at the at, at the beginning, like of the tier out of all of the albums. That makes total sense. Uh, but it's just for me, like you said, sonically, Astro World and Days Before Rodeo are more like sonically. Yeah, they connected. they like brother and sister. Yeah. They, from the same ch- b- brainchild, excuse me. Yeah. Versus, I feel like uh, Rodeo, he was like kind of in a completely different space compared to them two things. But uh, we talking all about this astral world. This is not supposed to be the focal point of the episode. I mean, it is, you know what I'm saying? But it's not the whole episode. Yeah, so, yeah. besides astral world, what kind of albums have y'all been playing besides this that came out recently? Like, for me personally, I checked. 
uh, Trippy Red album Life is a, Life is a Trip. He has a, a song on there with Young Thug and Reese uh, from Chicago. Tribe oh, Lil Reese. Yeah, Lil Drill nigga. That's the nigga. I'm sorry, but uh, it's actually dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like a lot of the songs kind of had the same formula. Like they're uh, very hook driven with like. 30 second verses and stuff mm-hmm. and the production is cool enough to let it slide but nothing really stands out to me except that Young Thug track mm-hmm. I uh, listened to uh, I also uh, listened to that uh, new YSL compilation tape oh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Slime Language and, and it, it, it was pretty it was uh, Young Thug presents uh, YSL Slime Language but uh I mean, it was cool. It was cool, but again, like I told you earlier, I when I heard the track, I was like, "Wait a minute, this is a compilation tape." Like I seen That's like the title, man. like I was like, "Oh," <laughs> but then I, I liked it because it was. If you're a Young Thug fan, you'll you'll enjoy it because I really love Young Thug because he he never he never sacrifices his albums or, or singles on his albums to try to get album sales. Meaning that he doesn't run to the hottest artists. He sticks to people like Duke. Gunner, you know, and like when I heard Duke on the track, I was like, "Yes, man, this is the Young Thug I love, bro." Uh, what's uh, what's that album he dropped that had uh, King Troop on it? Oh, you talking about I'm Up? Yeah, I'm, I'm Up. up. That, that's that was, the last time I heard of Duke. That, yes. That's loyalty, though. Yes, you know and that's loyalty. And I, that's why I always love Young Thug. And like uh, even Young Thug girlfriend, uh, Carly. Uh, Carly. Oh, yes. okay. So that's who that is. Yeah, right? yeah. I seen the name. I didn't know who that was. Man. She was on it. She rapped pretty good. Um, but I need a Young Thug tape, man. That that that's all this got me excited for. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is great. This is cool. But give me a Young Thug project. It's been a minute too. Last album he dropped was with Future last year. And that was dope, but again, we need a solo thug Yes, project. exactly, man. And I feel like, you know, I don't know what he's doing right now. I guess for him, he, he, he wants to get his label hot. He wants to get a young stoner life. He wants to get his artist hot. And I, and I feel that totally. But Kendrick doing the same thing. He giving us albums every four years. Like and it, but the thing about it is, with Young Thug, it's so foreign to us because when Young Thug started coming out, he was dropping albums like, well, mixtapes like three months apart. Like, okay, Slob Season One, Slob Season Two, Slob Season Three. I'm up. Uh, Barter Six. So y'all know Barter yeah, Barter Six. six. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. That's when he was uh, he was down there naked on. The yeah, cover, he so. was naked. That was one of his first tapes, but like like first commercial tapes. But and I was like, a lot of people was weirded out by his like swag and you mm-hmm. know just the stuff that he did. But I when I gave it a listen, I was like, bro, this nigga gonna be hot. That's true too. Like I remember people were slandering Young Thug, but then I heard uh, Keep It Going. Oh yeah, ever so since then I, I, that's, yeah, I've been yeah. a Young Thug fan. But uh, besides us two, what have you been listening to recently, Jay? Uh, the internet dropped a really great, great album, Hive Mind. It's really dope. It's uh, very groovy. Sid is is basically kind of just singing her ass off the whole album to me. She's just really just giving us that that groovy feel that we really enjoy from the internet. The internet always comes, whether it's production, lyric value, they always come in. And give us something fresh, something a piece. Give us that piece. Uh, my favorite song is "It Get Better with Time" because that spoken word piece at the end. Is that the the dude who's mm-hmm. doing? It? Okay, I like that song. Mm-hmm. TB playing that. I like that. Yeah, song. Yeah, I love that song because you know it do get better with time. Uh, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. I do uh, shout out to Sid. But girl, drop another solo project. We just yeah, do that. I yeah. love her voice. Yeah, yeah. Sid the kid is. Very and when talented. on her yeah, but on her solo project, she raps. 
Oh, see, yeah, I didn't even know she could do that. Okay. Yeah, because in the internet, she's more of the single, the, the singer, the, the vocalist, and, and things of that nature. And she'll mm. she'll rap from not from time to time with the internet, but see it like her solo project. Ooh. She just straight rap. Do she have a solo project? Mm-hmm. What's the name of? Put me on. Put me on right now while we own the podcast. Oh fuck! Damn it! It dropped like three years ago. Um. I'm just gonna Google it. Yeah. That whole slap. What's the name of it? Uh, the Internet Project Hive Mind. Hive Mind, yeah. For sure. All right. I, life's a trip. Cool. If you want to check that, it's 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 cool. You know what I'm saying? If you like, it's cool. Red. It's cool. Hive Mind. I'll say I haven't listened to the full project, but from the songs I've heard, it's dope. I haven't got an opportunity to check the YSL tape. But uh, I'm actually ashamed of myself. Because <laughs> you being a Young Thug fan, you should have been. I, it, that's true. I should have uh, listened to it as soon as it dropped. But but honestly, listening to Astro World, bro, is like, I've been like just on Astro World. Like, I, I literally had to force myself to. Oh, that's Swimming true, is cool about Mac Miller, Mac Miller, too. But uh, I had to listen to some uh, tapes just so we could do this episode. Like, because I've just been listening to Astro World. Yeah, and we, before we move on to, you know. The greatest album that dropped this year, you know what I'm saying? Uh, where 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 we rank Astro World on the one to ten of uh, this year? No, I'm just talking about oh, one out of ten. Oh, okay. We okay. gave I think we gave <laughs> we gave Drake a seven. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, seven. Uh, I give Astro World uh eight point five. Eight point five. I seriously give it a nine. I give it an eight point five too. I'm with the eight point five. So eight point five, eight point five. A majority rules. Asteroid eight point five. Yeah, because like um I guess since we say eight point five, the only flaw is is that I do feel fuck needle drop. But I do uh, feel like he, he did have some kind of like uh merit in saying what he said. I just don't feel like it dropped off that early. To me, I just feel like I could have done without songs like Houston Fornication. I see, I disagree with that, but I understand. Like towards that part of the album, yeah. that's where people will say it kinda slacks, you know what I'm saying? Like everything is good up until like, about Coffee Bean cute. Nah, I like uh, see see that's the thing, like Coffee Bean, I like Coffee Bean, but it sounds like for me, Houston Fornication and what's that, uh can't, can't say? Yeah, I see I like can't say. I don't like who what the Migos no, feature. No, that yeah, that's what I meant. Who what the Migos feature. And uh Yosemite cool, but to tell the truth, the album does slack mm-hmm. off right around twelve. Uh, Astro Thunder or whatever that's when the album kind of yeah, yeah it, it could have been better but that's but, 11 straight good songs to me bro yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. Over and I mean even though Houston Fornication is my favorite I still listen to it because Travis still delivered on that now the best album so, this, this is me being sarcastic you guys <laughs> okay, the please, best, please uh, clarify that the best album the queen is back bro the <laughs> queen is back Queen Latifah ain't go nowhere. <laughs> Look, she back, but she need to turn around and go back to what she's back. Right? Ah. <laughs> Thanks for dropping in, Nikki. But <laughs> time to go. <laughs> nice seeing you, Finn. I, I didn't write this segment, but uh, uh, I'll ask you guys. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you been keeping up? You know what I'm saying? Because we've—I know I've seen it. I know I've seen it. I'm pretty sure some people listening have seen it. Some of the recent antics Nikki's been doing on Twitter and on the <laughs> internet. Yelling at everybody from Travis to Baby Storm or yeah, to uh, she is Drake. Donald Trump in the rap game. <laughs> That's right what now. I'm saying. Oh, uh, <laughs> did y'all just say she's Donald Trump in the rap? Ooh. I, no, I said she's Donald Trumping, as in tweeting. I'm not like yeah, she, saying she's the Donald Trump. No, man, she bro, off rip. She just she said off. that the reason why 
Okay, no, I gotta get into this shit because the I, it's I when, when I seen when you showed me this, bro, I Come was like, I kind of gotta get into this shit because I like me, I try to be very biased when it, in in objective when it comes to hip hop because there's a lot of fanboys in hip hop these days, so we call them hip hop weebos. But yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Nikki, 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 Nikki. Can't she you was see? yeah. <laughs> she was saying basically that the reason why Travis Scott beat her after she came from assistant census and said because at first she was like saying oh well no this is fake news this isn't the real thing this isn't the real thing uh the the sales come in uh this sunday and they came in this sunday and it showed that uh for travis second week he sold 205,000 uh copies while while for um nikki's first week she only sold what 180 185 and when she was projected to sell 195 so she didn't even make her projection. Yeah, so sales. when she said fake news to one projection, the actual estimates were lower than it what you said. Way lower than what you said. So that, that you already then kind of backed yourself in the corner when you said that. And then secondly, I feel like just the whole way she she's she going came about, about it. it. Yeah, well, for her to basically like like what you were going to say, basically sum up the the reason reasoning as to why Travis Scott outsold her was because he had. Kylie and Stormy take a picture together and they kind of linked the, 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 to his shows, his tour dates. They link in his tour dates and her wearing his garb. And she just basically put off his success on Kylie, mm-hmm. basically. And my thing about it is, is that, sorry, sis, if that was the case, none of his other previous albums would have been as good. And my thing is, Kylie went out with Tiger. Y'all niggas forgetting this, but I had to bring this up. The and reason why and the reason why career. that flop, the reason why that statement flops is because she done that. That gold album Tiger put out, she she advertised that and that didn't work. And he still didn't even sell gold units. He didn't sell close to that. So it's like that doesn't work, bro. Like you know so saying? I mean, Kendall was in that uh Pepsi uh ad, was it a Coke ad? Pe- and that yeah. blew up Pepsi. in everybody's face. You know yes, what I'm saying? Like, exactly. A, a co-sign from the Kardashians isn't, uh, yeah, you know, solidified. Especially in hip hop. Yes, exactly. Exactly. People really don't even like them in hip hop. I mean, like, most they fans is white folks. Like you know, so I don't understand how, you know, I just feel, and I don't even like the whole her putting it off on, making it a fault of Travis because he outsold her. Because then it makes it seem like it's an issue. That he outsold her. And that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Just understand that you just didn't reach the numbers that you wanted to reach. That is an individual thing. So you can't go out attacking other artists that happened that had had pushed yours. Because what if what if Drake would have released his album the same time she released Queen? Well, she been beefing with Drake like she's trying to low-key beef with uh, Travis right now. And, and, and I think that's one of the main things to why she's so mad and she's having this meltdown. Because this is all a meltdown. She came out Sunday and say, oh, no, I was just joking, loosen up. She tried to backtrack it. Mm-hmm. And so th- this gives me, like, the symptoms of a meltdown. And I feel like it's an emotional me- meltdown because even though Nicki hasn't been oversaturating the radios like Drake has, she hasn't been in the face of the media like Drake has, for some reason, in her cognition, she has always believe that she was still on the same level as Drake but like people got to understand when Drake we even talked about this like a probably a week ago when Lil Wayne went to jail that's when Drake took off yeah, yeah. Drake when he went to jail first first off Lil Wayne was at the height 
yes. of his career and at the rap game. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was nobody rapping. Even Jay-Z, you know yes. what I'm saying? Even, like, T.I. or something. Even Kanye, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody else was at the level uh, Lil Wayne was. And when he literally passed the torch to Drake, Drake took that and went full sprint ahead. Yeah, exactly. Bro, he has never stopped. That's completely different than his relationship with Nicki. Nicki kind of just came into the rap game as the female uh, rap queen and that ceiling is unfortunately lower than whatever Drake in here. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? It's unfortunate. And I feel like Nikki, in my opinion, didn't even reach the height of that ceiling. If I'm talking, I just I never thought she was that much of a rapper to begin with. Besides Monster, but she kinda had the pop thing. She kinda had, you know, other fans who kind of yeah. disliked her for being a woman. So she And oh oh and I, I, I will say is old Nikki slapped. Like old like warning shots, beam me up, Scotty Nikki. She had a a, a verse yeah. on uh what's the what's the freaking the the drought three? Yeah, the yeah, drought that's three, the first yeah. time I heard her. And she ate that. She mm-hmm. ate that. That was she can rap. I can't say that, or at least she used to. She mm-hmm. could rap. Yeah, yeah, like she she can rap, but like I like I said, she never been into the tier of God tier rappers to me. Like to me, people like uh, Rap City, uh, Queen Latifah, like those people can out rap out rap Nicki. No name. Uh, no unfortunately, name. I just found out uh, apparently Lauryn Hill didn't even like the album. I've seen that, but, but I that's another said, episode. Oh yeah, that I, is I just, another I would have said episode. her name, but, <laughs> but yeah, I understand what you said. That is another episode. But since we talking about this, we got we have to beg the question. Was it a flop? It was opinion. Queen a flop? Not Astro World. Astro World was amazing, but was Queen a flop? Yeah, I'll say it. Yes. Yeah, and I'm sticking to my same thing we said before the episode. The only reason why it's a flop because since I just want to explain what a flop is to us because there's very, very there's yeah, different di- yeah different connotations of the word flop. Uh, but for us, like we decided, like before this episode, that the word "flop" is guaranteed, like not really guaranteed in the whole scope of hip hop. Like, uh, so in other words, selling five thousand units isn't a flop if you're, you know, just being introduced into the rap game. A flop is all about your expectations as an artist, you know, from your previous works, and not only she didn't outsell like what she did in her previous works but she hyped it up to empty it to be sales out of this world when it wasn't that bro when pink friday came out the world damn near went upside down like well i could vividly remembering i turning on 106 in park and the whole audience had on pink they had to do a blooper episode where they showed that prior to that episode airing, the fucking line to get into 106 and Park was literally looped around the building about three times just to get in. Her premiere album, Pink Friday, Nick's was losing their shit for Pink Friday. Everybody wanted to hear Pink Friday. I liked Moments for Life. That was my shit when it came out. I'm sorry. Roman's Revenge. That was Roman's Revenge. Was like my yeah, and and so considering Pink Friday, Nikki to Queen Nikki, it was a flop. Yeah, it, it was most definitely a flop. And it, and again, like I feel like it wouldn't have been a flop if she didn't set these high expectations for herself mm-hmm. that she put on herself. Like, we weren't, you know, we weren't checking for your album selves like that. But as soon as you, you know, started having this rhetoric towards uh, Travis Scott, like, nah, they cheating and everything. And that's another thing. How How is Travis Scott cheating? Because he was selling merch with his ticket, with merch with his album sales? Jay-Z's been doing that for uh, no, not the only, past five, 
four or five years. And not only Jay Z did that, honey, you did that too. Nicki Minaj, you did that as well. You did that midweek, thinking that it would work, just because Travis announced it before his album dropped. Right, he announced the merch before his album dropped, and then when your album wasn't doing good midweek, you said the same and tried to do the same thing. Don't be bitter about it. Just Don't be bitter, be better. Charlemagne kind of hit it on the, the nail on the head with the, the donkey whole, of the day. yeah, and the Talladega Nights reference where it was like, if you're yeah. not first, you're last. Yeah. That mentality is wrong, and I feel like she's using that mentality and it's blowing up in her face. Like she should have just took the dub that she got because at the end of the day, I feel like selling 185 in today's time when people still streaming and all this stuff, that's nice regardless. But if you're yes. putting all this stock in your character and your weight. And who you are, and then throwing mud at everybody else, and then that's what you do. I mean, it's a flop. Consider it to me, man. Because look at it like this: it wouldn't have been a flop if she didn't say nothing. And I'm gonna repeat that because, like you said, she was four years absent from in albums, and she was and she wasn't on the music scene hot at all. Mm-hmm. You know, she just had Big Bank and Fefe. Like she was just on like a a couple. I hate that. Song. Yeah, I hate Takashi Six Nine, but that's another episode. But she was just on like two singles, and so my thing was, if she would have just been quiet and we seen the one eighty, we would have been like, "Damn, she's still selling one eighty. That's amazing!" <laughs> like, like you know, we wouldn't have been like, "It's just one eighty. Yeah, and I don't, and it's just, it's, it's not saying that artists don't have the right to defend their work or go for bat for what they for their work but you have to take into play every aspect of this industry that you're in before you're willing to get on twitter and just go for broke because a lot of her her fan base the demographic the demographic in which she she raps to and raps for they don't understand streaming they don't understand album sales they under they don't understand how all this is working behind the scenes they don't understand those differences. So when you just go shooting all of these things out, it's just like, okay, Nicki Minaj on her rant again. Nicki Minaj on her shit again. Like, you definitely have to be able to say, okay, like, this is what's going... If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it in a way in which I can explain it in a different time. You know, she can't go... She would, and she, I'm sure that she will on Queen Radio this coming week, but she can't go somewhere else on a different platform and explain those tweets in a matter of a few minutes. Because it don't make sense. She got on the radio and bad safari for about three hours. You know what I'm saying? The week her album came out. And she want everybody to believe it's not a publicity stunt. You been broke up with this man for five years. You could have been said something, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have been said that you spent 12 k to buy his new edge. <laughs> he, he, he got something from you, girl. You know, you could have rapped about that shit. You should have put that in Queen. Facts. That really, I feel like a lot of the stuff she was doing, all this tweeting and stuff, if she had just put that into the album and then said nothing at all, but it's being said through her album, it would have been completely different, bro. You made a statement through your music. Now you're just trying to make a statement for your music, and the statement you make it is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. It seemed jealous, petty, and bitter. Uh, Nikki, try again next year, baby. Yeah, man. But for the two albums that are, in my opinion, contending for uh, album of the year, uh, until my boy Jameson dropped, because you know what I'm saying, JMSN is oh, dropping an album this year, and both the singles he drops is fire. Oh, yeah. So I got to hold off till I say something, just in case Kendrick drops something. But Scorpion, yeah. Scorpion and Astroworld, album of the year so far. Do we have to? Okay, hold on. Let's just have a dramatic pause just to make it seem like it was constant debate. Like, and they hold their breath. 
I think we kind of all, all agree yeah, that yeah. it was Astro World. <laughs> Astro World was a better Astro. take than Scorpion. Scorpion was was enjoyable though. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we gave it a seven, and mm-hmm. we gave Astro World an eight point five. I mean, is and I feel like when it comes down to production, you can tell Travis Scott is just a better executive producer than mm-hmm. Drake is. I mean, I feel like a lot of stuff like even though Drake is very there's a thing about being versatile. It's that's split into two categories. You have somebody versatile meaning somebody who's very fluent in other lanes mm-hmm. and somebody who can make multiple lanes. Mm-hmm. And I think Travis Scott is a person who can, can make, make multiple, multiple lanes. lanes. And Drake is just fluid in that. Mm-hmm. I remember we were having a conversation when Astroworld dropped that, you know, yes, Drake is very versatile, but it be on a by song basis. Mm-hmm. It's never like like Travis Scott, something like Sicko Mode had three songs in one song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 regardless if Travis produced every beat switch, I'm pretty sure he picked pick, that hand pick. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's finna happen when it happened? You know what I'm saying? Travis can switch it up in a song versus Drake. He's gonna definitely have switched up from the beginning to the middle of the album. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Travis right. could do that from the beginning to the middle of the song. You know what I'm type stuff. Definitely. And since we since we pose this question, the very final question that I would like to ask y'all and the E2 family, putting these projects together. Would y'all like to hear more of Drake and Travis together? Not on like no. Y'all know how this whole joint thing is going on. I don't want to hear no whole joint project. But would y'all care for more singles? Okay. Uh, if you say that, absolutely yes, because they have a good yeah. track. I don't want yeah. them to, because I know how Drake do it. Drake, Drake can get on. He latches on to something sometimes, and then he'll kind of start overwhelming us with that shit. Like so, you know, I don't want it to be like a. Every the next three songs he make, he got a Travis Scott feature on it. You Drake know what I'm saying? Drake kind of get one trick and then he kind of beat that yeah. trick to death. Yeah, until we tired of it and then Drake on to the next. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, but, but he's but very you, tactical with it. It's like a future Drake and and Travis another song. That, you know, wanted because I I mean Sicko Mode was live. Sicko it, mode see, was great, it, but it, would it be something that could top Sicko mode? No, it wouldn't be. I mean, because Company was dope. Company is three, four years ago, and it's on, uh, if you're reading this, it's, it's too late. late. Yeah. That was a dope collab from them, and that was surpassed by Sicko mode. So I'm going to mm-hmm. reserve judgment to uh, whether they can top it. But I do feel they have good oh, wow. chemistry. But why was it surpassed by Sicko mode? Because it was on Travis Scott tape. If, oh, if, okay, if they, I, that, that's true. Too. That's if true. we if we talking about Travis Scott is the executive producer of this song, he, he would have to be in control. Exactly, mm-hmm. man. And so, and that's another thing I do like. And a lot of people, I feel like Drake and Travis Scott don't get credit for. You know, I, I really like this lane of rap to where like now people are rapping and trying to make good songs together. You know, in olden days, it was very you know. We can make good songs together, but I'm about to beat you. I'm about to wrap your head around my. I'm about to spit bars of death at you, like yeah. like it's a. But it could be more of a. How can we compliment each other? Exactly, yeah, vibe off each other, yeah. and that's what I do like with mm-hmm. stuff like sickle mode, because you can tell nobody was trying to outrap somebody or outdo somebody. It was just like, how can we compliment this song and make it the best song? Exactly, that's a good point, because that's the most important thing at the end of the day, and especially in today's music time, is just can you make a good song? <laughs> I don't really care if you can rap your ass off, man. Just yeah. can you make a nice song? Well, Jay, do you want a, uh, another collab, Jalen? Yeah, I would like oh, another yeah, collab. Most definitely. definitely. If it's Travis like, yeah. Rand. And definitely if we're not overwhelmed with it. If it's Travis Rand. Because yeah. if it's not Travis Rand, we're going to get 
30 gods. What a time to be alive. Or, yeah. to be honest, I can't even say that because uh, if we talk about that, just the last part I'm going to say is I was let down by that Quavo Cactus Jack. Uh, Cactus Bro, Jack, we Jack, went Cactus. Through the whole episode without you talking about. I, that. I know. I'm kind of upset that I didn't say that, but uh, <laughs> that was a letdown. That was a letdown. That was and, a huge letdown. Uh, that was the only slip uh, Travis has ever had, in my opinion, and that will be my only one. Well, one of my only reservations for a new joint project from him is you kind of let me down on the one that you did. But skip. I was let down, Jalen. Yeah. Well, you know. Yes, bro. Okay. And my thing is, I'm gonna let you wrap it up. But it's just about the thing is, is like, please, artists, if if you get in the in the in the spot to where like you just need to hold music out for a while, you got the chance to like either okay, I drop something because I'm not ready with this yet, or I just wait a little bit. Just wait out. Just wait it out. Don't give us throwaways. Please do not give us throwaways. And I feel like that's what that tape was. Throwaways, you're not collective confident. Yes. It yes. would have been probably different if they dropped three of them hoes as probably singles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like just, it would have it would have been taken differently. It would have been consumed differently. Whereas his fans, it was like this nigga just gave me a whole album of what the. Yep, exactly. Yeah, That's exactly. what I like. Uh, Culture two was they they were stream grabs, but. Uh, uh, word of warning to artists: Don't do that. Listen to Jalen. <laughs> don't do that. I'm the big dilf. Don't do, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, but uh, for our opinion, Asteroid is better than Scorpion for album of the year. Asteroid was better in our rankings out of the three of us than uh, Scorpion was. Uh, it's probably the best album we've been listening to uh, in the past. What, and it came out a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah it's been ago. the yeah. best thing we've played. It's the second week. Ah, dang. Oh, yeah, because he just got a segment. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anything you want to say, Jalen? I personally feel like this is going to be the best album I listened to this whole year until Jameson dropped. Uh, J. Cole, I didn't even mention it. I'm sorry, but J- oh, yeah. KOD wasn't even that good to me, and I'm a J. Cole stan. So. It didn't smack. But, I mean, uh, he been he, he murdering everything, so yeah. probably we're we going to get a lot of good freestyles from him. This going to be what I'm listening to until Smino drop his shit, because he has confirmed. That, that's another thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't even know he was dropping something this year. That's mm-hmm. going to be dope. That's going to be dope. And if Childish surprises us with something. Oh, with that uh, collab? That's one collab album I do want, yeah. Childish and Chance the Rapper. Yes, yes. If they surprise us with something, then oh, I'll be excited for that. I, I forgot about what uh, This Is America. But yeah, Jalen, go ahead wrap up. That's but, another episode. But man, what, what, are, <laughs> what are you guys' favorite um, albums of the year? What What is your top contenders? I mean, I actually want to do, at the end of the year, uh, we actually decide on what was the best album of the year out of all the genres. And if you have any album views that you want us to do personally, like, we we didn't touch on Mac Miller's swimming project. We didn't touch on Ariana Grande's sweetener project, which was trash. And we didn't uh, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't touch on uh, other albums. So if you guys just have an album that you want us to rate uh, from one to ten, we will do that for you. Remember, follow us on E to the Podcast at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, that's right at E to the Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if that'll be all. I let you boy. Hey, we are out, and Donald Trump is racist. Let's go. Yep.